My friend, it's modern. This was the riposte of Alexander Lieberman, the legendary editorial director of Condé Nast, whenever someone opposed or challenged his thinking. A charming turn of phrase, perhaps, but by many accounts, Liebman was an absolute shit to work with during his 50-odd years as a publisher. Generations of editors, photographers and art directors were said to have been scarred by his mercurial ways, tearing up, tossing out, and completely rethinking whole issues days before their deadlines. In the process, though, he completely redefined the way magazines were created and digested. Alex is evil, a dreadful being, a wretched, murderous Russian of the blackest blood, Condé Nast writer Leo Lerman there, not holding back about his former colleague. Lieberman managed to bond that Russian heritage with American ingenuity and panache, to become a force to be reckoned with, not only in the publishing world, but also as an artist in his own right. You're listening to Kunst Please, a podcast about modern art. And this is a story about modernism incarnate. An emigre from the Soviet Union, Liebman made his first impression as an art director in the early 1930s at VU, a French weekly magazine famous for its innovative use of photography that would influence more famous publications like Life and Paris Match in years to come. His portfolio of high-impact covers, replete with the dynamic use of type and photography, established Liebman's roots in the graphic avant-garde. After escaping occupied France and travelling to New York, Condé Nast hired Liebman for the art department at Vogue. Within a year, he was the magazine's art director. His talented partner Tatiana became a fashionable designer of hats for society women at Saks Fifth Avenue. They married in 1942 and never separated. He had a knack for finding impact in imagery and was a big believer in pairing the highs and lows of culture together declaring it to be the most modern thing one could do. When he found an image or a treatment that he liked, he placed it big and bold in the magazine. There were very few half-measures. His layouts and covers are clear, methodical, but captivating. Despite his massive ego and personal drive, he was incredibly collaborative and often sought out the best players in the industry to work with, particularly when it came to photographers. Cecil Beaton, Richard Avedon, Helmut Newton, David Bailey, and Annie Leibovitz all shot legendary covers for Liebman. One beaten image in particular stands out, featuring a model in a delicate, balletic pose with a fan in front of a giant Jackson Pollock. It's a wonderful encapsulation of erudite 50s culture. Success at the magazines led to criticism of his artistic endeavours, though. I don't think my art has been taken very seriously by the art establishment, he said. Perhaps this was why he declared himself to be an anti-artist. His career as an artist can almost be separated into two halves, though the trajectory was quite gradual. It began with incredibly minimalistic geometric paintings, such as Minimum from 1949, which as the name suggests consists of a black square containing a thin white outline of a circle. 
His philosophy of inclusivity came to the fore in these early beginnings, with these simple works created with a compass, and carrying little to no hallmarks that could suggest who the artist was. It was anonymous art. He would push this concept even further as he started to explore sculptures, by limiting himself to giving specific instructions to assistants over the phone, who would produce the pieces in line with the materials, colours and dimensions as specified by Lieberman. The graphic style that seemed to evoke his Russian roots would eventually give way to more expressionistic methods, with splats and splashes on canvas in a multitude of colours, and monumental industrial-sized sculptures made of intertwining pipes, girders and shards, painted in a resting shade of cherry red. One of the most notable public commissions was from the architect Philip Johnson for the 1963 World's Fair. Remember him? He's the guy who stole Le Corbusier's glasses amongst other things, allegedly. He was a modernist through and through, and he loved America's hard edges, its planned obsolescences, its energy and vulgarity. That's a quote from James Truman, who briefly replaced Liebman at Condé Nast. His influence was startling, especially considering the sea of huge names and talents all vying for status from that era, but his approach to both his day job and his art life can offer brilliant lessons for us all. In particular, this list from Veronique Vienne, a former Condé Nast art director, you need to be willing to destroy in order to create, to make it big, to find rather than fabricate, to be very polite with assistance, and to despise good taste. And there it is, Alexander Liebman's Modern Life. Kunst Please was created and produced by Jonathan Heath. That's me. Be sure to follow the gallery space on Instagram at Kunst Please for the complete picture and check out the show notes for assorted bits and ephemera from this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the experience, share it with a friend and start a conversation about art. <laughs>